Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Let Me Find Out, a witty take on life and culture. What makes this episode special? Well, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, you know we're in our relationship series. If you have not, where you been? What's happening? Go hit that subscribe button. Let me know that it's real. (laughs) Um, New and uh, seasoned uh, friends alike. Thank y'all so much for tuning in the show. As always, so glad that you can be here again. I was serious about that. Subscribe. Click that button so that I know that it's real. Go ahead and uh, feel free to share. Feel free to rate. We would love a five-star rating. But whatever you give is enough. So I'll just pause for the cost. You can do that now. No, like seriously, I'm going to need y'all to like, go ahead and just hit that button real quick. No, like for real, I'm going to need like just real quick, boop, boop, just go ahead and hit that button just so that uh, it helps us to be found by people who might not find us otherwise. So thank you in advance for subscribing and leaving a comment. Um, So this episode, as I said at the top, is a quote special episode. Think of it as an after school special in that we've been doing in the relationship series uh, for the last couple of weeks. But this one is a departure from that. So this is a special episode. We're still going to have your relationship episode later on this week. So this is, again, a special episode dedicated to people who are transitioning uh, quite literally. I'm not talking about going to glory. (laughs) I'm talking about people who are transitioning to other cities, other states, other countries, and just some things that I think might help you along the way. And I put this poll question out there to my IG fam, and I just simply said, hey, what are some things you guys would like to know about uh, moving to other cities? What are some things that you have found to be a challenge if you are moving? Are you thinking about moving? Just kind of getting a pulse for what people um, are, are experiencing. And so um, I wanted to do this because it occurred to me Um, You know, when something is uh, not foreign to your life, you almost forget if you're not careful that it could be foreign to other people's lives. And so I mentioned on my Instagram story, which is Nick Washington, by the way, shameless plug, feel free to follow me there. But I mentioned on the story that I have moved around, I would say more than the average person. It's just in the itinerary of my life. Even before I was in the decision-making process as a child, we moved around LA a lot and then we moved overseas and we lived on the central coast. Like we just moved around a lot. And then as I became an adult, um, my moves became God-led. And so I, I was sharing with my IG fam that I do sense in my spirit that there will be a settling and establishing of roots uh, how it talks about in Romans, I'll be established and strengthened and all the great things, right? But um, I, I know where I am currently, or at least I don't sense that it is where God wants me ultimately, but I do believe there's something he wants me to sow into the city here and uh, something that I need to get from the city here. So I'm here on assignment, right? And so it occurred to me again that a lot of people might not know what they don't know. And so I just want to talk really quickly and hit a couple of points that I think are important if you are considering moving to another city. So again, this is for people who are, you're thinking about moving in another city, you're thinking about moving to another state, another country, and all you know is you feel led to go or you just want a change of scenery. Um, these are some things I think it's important to consider uh, in no particular order. So let's run down the list and then we'll go from there. So number five, I think it's important to think about who you are in relation to where you're going. Uh, So for example, I am not a cold weather person. Let's say my uh, decisions weren't about uh, God-led decisions. Let's say some of you are listening like, hey, Nikki, it ain't that deep for me. I just want to go somewhere different and change the pace, right? So if your decision is just about what your preference is, naturally, you would want to think about 
um, what your preference is climate wise. There are some people who cannot stand cold weather, but for whatever reason will move to a New York or a Chicago or a Dakota, North or South, <laughs> somewhere where it snows uh, because they like nature or because they like a city life and they don't count the cost of what it really will be in order for you to move to a place that is has frigid temperatures or if you can withstand it. Um, so I think something to consider is, is the place you're moving to somewhere where you can either stand what comes with that city or are you moving to a place that is comfortable for who you are and what you are? Um, so, for example, um, before I moved to Houston, I was actually um, going to another city and I believed it was a God led move and there was a delay and deference there. And the place that I was going to gets occasional snow. And I, if y'all know me, y'all know <laughs> I am not a, a fan of snow by any stretch of the imagination. But because I was on assignment, um, I was willing to take the trek. And I was like, okay, God, if I'm supposed to go, then whatever comes with it, I'll take it. And I was going to be totally fine with it. There are some people that don't, again, have that kind of bend. And there are some people that um, really are hardwired into their preference. So whatever your preference is, and I'm not just talking about weather. I'm using weather as an example, but in general, if you don't like big city life, you might not want to move to a big city um, just because your friends are there, just because, you know, you think there's an opportunity there. Like I would literally look at a whole comprehensive um, comprehensive overview of what a city has to offer. So if you're trying to move to Seattle, I would look at, OK, what does the weather align with what I like? And also physically, there are some people who like literally there's a reason why. Older people move to Florida uh, when they age. And it's not just because, oh, that's where everybody is. Literally, as you age, there are certain things that happen to your body where your body just operates better in certain climates. So you're not just thinking about just one or two things. Please look at the exhaustive nature of a move. Does the climate align with what you like? Does the job market support your skill set? Um, do you have a support system there? Um, what do you think the next five to 10 years of your life uh, will look like? Do you plan on being there a long time? Does the city or region that you're moving to support the next five or 10 years of your life? Like, are you single? Does the city you're moving to have um, a good network of single people? Are you in a, a relationship? Are you married? Do they have good schools? Like all of the things, right? Look at the whole of the city and not just, ooh, I liked it on vacation. So let me go back there. Oh, my girlfriend or boyfriend is from there. So let me go there. Like, please take time to think about the end game. And the people that are connected to your life for the end game because it, it can affect it. Number four, I think it's super, super important to note that if you do not have a financial plan for your transition, it could be a little bit tough for you. <laughs> Just a little bit. I think some people think uh, it's as simple as putting something in a truck and and leaving. But you also have to think about you're signing new leases or you're uh, buying new homes or you're. Um, might be having to put some of your stuff in storage if you're downsizing your home or whatever the thing is. So you have to account for all that stuff. Um, I remember when I moved to, where did I move? I want to say when I first moved to, it wasn't Atlanta. When I first moved to Dallas, I remember to ship uh, my car uh, from one to the other. They were estimating, I want to say at the time, this was years ago, but um, at the time it was like maybe seven, $800, right? And then I remember to uh, get a car shipped recently. I had a car shipped uh, from California to Houston. 
it costs me almost two times as much. And so this is all public information. Like you can look up any like distance of car shipping. So the car shipping doubled because supply and demand and because a lot of people are moving from California to Houston and to Dallas and to um, Georgia, I believe. Like a lot of people are really leaving the West Coast currently, present day. Um, And I remember thinking to myself, why is this so ridiculous? It's crazy. Now, of course, um, I was fine and I paid it, but the, my, my overarching thought was for people who are not planning to drive themselves across the country or don't want to put a lot of miles in their car, this is something that you have to factor in your cost. So it's not just about a U-Haul or just hiring movers if that's what you do, because I don't, I don't believe in lifting boxes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So what I mean by that is I'm, I'm a woman, I'm a whole woman, and I have no problem packing and cleaning and, and storing, but I'm not lifting nobody's couch. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you. <laughs> so you have to hire movers for that. Um, hiring people to help you pack if you are um, a small family or if you're in a city currently that you don't have a lot of family there or a lot of support there. You have to consider how much it's going to cost to hire help, um, how you're going to get from point A to point B. Is your job paying for your move? Is it coming out of your pocket? Um, you know, just really what that looks like in every line item. You want to make sure you give an account and that you are a wise steward over your move because what I've learned about any kind of transition is everybody wants to figure out how to exhaust your resource and and cause you to spend the most money. And your job is to make sure that you are financially responsible. I always say it and I mean it just because you have it to spend doesn't mean you spend it frivolously. So always thinking about, okay, how can I do this with the most efficiency uh, and the most cost effectiveness? And also that doesn't mean you know, being cheap and cutting corners. It just means being responsible with your resources because you don't know completely what's waiting for you on the other side. Now, of course, we know that God is all solvent and that all sufficiency is in him and that if he's calling you to a different place, then you know he's going to equip you for the journey. We get that, right? But he also requires something to be done on our part and that is stewardship. So I think it's highly important uh, when you're transitioning to make sure that you are a wise steward over your finances, over your resources, over your time, so that when you transition, if there's any surprises, you're not caught off guard because you've already hedged for those. I think it's highly important. Number three, something to consider before you decide to move. Again, that's what we're talking about. When you're getting ready to like, okay, I think I'm gonna take that plunge. Um, and again, this is mainly for the people who are like, I just want to change the scenery. Now, if you're a God-led move, that's a, a bit of a different conversation and we'll get to that later on. But if you're like, I just want a change of scenery. Another thing to consider is, are you moving to a place where you have community already set up and where you have family? Now, the reason why I emphasize this, and I mentioned this a little bit on my IG story when I did the poll, there are some people that want to move to, I don't know, New York. And they're like, this is my city. It's for me. I'm in there. And you get there and you have no community. You have to start all over, which is fine. But you have to take to account, especially if you're a family person, that you might be traveling a lot to go see your family with holidays and birthdays and anniversaries and and just I love you trips and I miss you trips. And if you're dating someone and they're still in that city, um, you know, you have to account for seeing the person you love every month. And there's just a lot of, of things that I think you would want to think about. And if you are not in a place like maybe you just got out of college and you're not as financially solvent as someone who's an established person, it might not be as easy as getting on a flight and going and seeing someone. It might not be as easy as putting gas in the car and driving, which can be the same as a flight nowadays. So um, you might be have, have to be more thoughtful in your approach. I remember when I first moved to Atlanta a thousand years ago, I was going home to California twice a year. I was going every six months and sometimes three times a year. And to me, that was a lot. Um, but I was in a place where I could 
could do that. Now it's so funny. God is, is blessed me. I'm establishing all that other stuff. But now I don't, I don't go back to California or Atlanta um, as often as I used to because I travel so much for marketplace ministry and for itinerant ministry and just everything else that I go back as much as I can, but it's nearly not as much. But um, I think those things are something to consider, especially if you're a family person and the kind of person that wants to be around your family for the holidays. You have to be able to really count the cost. So if you're taking another job in another city or another state because you're like, this makes more money, and let's say it's a $5,000 raise, well, count the cost of what it will cost for you to go back and see your family. Because a lot of times you might end up breaking even and not even knowing it. I was sharing with uh, one of my siblings, they were talking about taking a new job and it was further away from their house. And I was like, have you counted what it will take for you to do that? And they're like, what do you mean? It's a significant raise. So we crunched the numbers. We crunched it all the way because I'm this person, y'all. We crunched it all the way down to the gas numbers according to what the current market rate for gas was, how far the distance was from their house, round trip, um, if there's traffic, like the whole thing. And it turned out that they really wouldn't be making money if they took the job that was further away because you have to, again, count the cost of what it would take. So I just think it's highly important to look at, um, you know, the whole of what it would take as far as being away from your family. And if you're really uh, willing to take that on, which leads me into number two, if you don't have community in a new city, um, understand that that's going to be a project all in and of itself. Now, I believe in natural organic connections. I don't believe in the forced stuff. I don't believe in the politic. And I, I am allergic to the connecting for the sake of uh, let's do lunch conversation that I, I just don't like it. I believe stuff should happen naturally, organically, and um, it produces fruit on its own. And for me, my best relationships have been people who I just genuinely cared about and uh, was interested in getting to know uh, beyond a hello and goodbye. Um, people who wanted to know me based on what I did for a living or what I do in ministry. I have come to discover it just those are not very long lasting connections that I can discover or that I have discovered rather. So but to each his own. So all that to say, um, when you enter into a new city. Um, if you know a couple of people, you don't want to tax the handful of people you do know because you're trying to get used to, um, being in a new space, but at the same time, um, you don't want to isolate yourself. So, uh, really thoughtfully considering how your community, your friend group is going to be established there. Um, and then, uh, being intentional about making quality friendships. The Bible says, um, if you want friends, you must first show yourself friendly, right? So making quality connections that uh, matter and that are mutually beneficial, I think are important. And benefit is not a surface thing, meaning um, if you have a, a desire to be connected with like-minded thinkers, the mutual benefit is that you sharpen each other. So I want to make sure that, that we're clear on what benefit is because I'm not a proponent of the the um, school of thought that, that requires people to um, surround yourself with where you're want, wanting to go only. Because if you do that, then you're always going to be the weakest link in your group because you're you're surrounding yourself with people that are are better than you. But I also believe it's about mentorship and menteeship. And I don't mean better in the sense of, you know, we people are people and we're all equals. Right. But I mean further along in their journey than you. 
So I want to make sure I'm clear because somebody be like, well, you, we are equal in the eyes of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm saying if you surround yourself only with people that are advanced, more advanced in their careers than you are on a different trajectory than you, then how will you ever be benevolent or minister to other people or mentor someone who might not be where you are? So I think a healthy balance of friendship. I always get a little skittish when I see someone who has friendships and they're all from the same industry or they're all from the same uh, sect. Like if you work in... Like I know people who work in Hollywood and I get that there's a certain degree of you will have coworkers uh, that are in the same place as you. But if all your people are Hollywood and you don't have any of your old friends or you don't have any diverse friends, everybody like is is of a certain pedigree. I question the validity of those connections because I think uh, healthy connections are diverse. And I'm not saying be yoked up with people who, you know are consistently on the struggle bus. I'm saying, I believe if you only have um, industry friends, to me, that's just my personal thing. To me, it's just a little, I, I usually find that type of energy comes with a whole different ego attached to it. And um, I think it's about balance. So I think for me, I'll, I'll just talk about my life. Cause if I talk about y'all life, y'all get mad. So I'll just talk about my life. I have friends that are in the industry I have friends that are in Hollywood. I have friends that are ministry friends. I have friends that are work friends. I have friends that I've known since I was 17 years old. And I love and value everyone the same. But for me, um, because I feel like I'm such a complex person and it's so very nuanced, the way my life is set up, I don't know that that I could have a friend group that's just all one. I think I don't, well, not I think, I know that I wouldn't be happy with with. Uh, one type of friendships. I believe that when you have a diverse friend group, and I'm not just talking about occupations, I'm talking about social economic class, I'm talking about um, uh, race, culture. I believe that you learn something from everybody, even if it's uh, to lean into who you are more and let people be individually who they are. I think it matters and I think it's important. So um, as for me, I just believe that diversity in friend groups makes for a sharper mind. That's just, you know, my personal being. If you don't agree, feel free to let me know how by clicking uh, on my profile, Nick, N-I-K-K, last name Washington, at wherever social media is. And I'll be glad to hear your opinion. If it's disrespectful, I'll block you. Nevertheless, here we <laughs> I'm playing. So, yeah, no, feel free to share with me your opinion. I'd, I'd be glad to uh, entertain it. And then certainly uh, last but certainly not least, number one. So we went to the top five. Uh, number one, I will say this, and this is for the believer if you believe that God is leading you to a different space, a different region, pray ahead of time that God will reveal his will to you for that region and what you are supposed to give to that region and what you are supposed to receive. I would pray and fast for very detailed instructions. And it's not that you're going to get everything up front. We know that that's not how it always works. But as much as you can, I will prepare knowing that your move is not just about a new opportunity or a financial increase or um, any of the kind that your move is really about ministry, that you represent God in the earth and whatever God has placed in you is needed for the region you're going to. I know for me in my life that there are several things I represent. Um, and when God sends me to a certain place, I know that there's going to be some apostolic order established. There's going to be some administrations that take place. There may be, may be some evangelical efforts. There may be some some healing that needs to take place. 
God calls me often to be a, a leader to a leader or catalyst to the catalyst. So I know those are things, just a couple of things I know when I go to an area, it's because there's a leader that needs support. There's something that needs to be established or there's some healing that needs to take place amongst other things. But those are like three primary things. So I know when I go to a city, what to begin to pray for and what God wants to reveal to me. And it's not that he can't move outside of those things. But in general, I know what I'm praying for. So I would encourage you, the believer, now I'm talking to the believer, that you go into each region and your and your prayer should be, God, where do you want me plugged in? Where do you want me submitted? What is the prayer? When do I move? And when am I still? Very important. Because just because God takes you to a new space doesn't mean it's always action time. Sometimes God will bring you to a new place just so you can be still and lay beside the still waters and just really be refilled. It's just really a matter of what it looks like for you. So I'd ask you to thoughtfully and prayerfully um, talk to God about what he wants you to do in the space that you're going to. For the non-believer, I would like to encourage you to make sure that you um, write it down as much as possible. Write down every single question you have about your city. Write down every single uh, possible scenario, um, the things that you think you'll like, the things that you don't like, and make sure you really count the cost, not materially. Now I'm talking about just the emotional cost of what it really takes to transition. Now, some people do it well because they're just, you know, they're they're used to moving or they like moving or they're, they really like, uh, they have a bit of wanderlust, right? They like uh, going and traveling and seeing um, but just really take take time to count the cost and just stuff that you wouldn't even think of, like stuff from like what what again, what the climate is there. What what does um, the the actual physical environment there? Is it a um, Rockies or are you at the beach? Is it um, do they have a bug problem when you go to Georgia? Listen, y'all, Georgia has a high bug problem because of the trees there. I found out Houston also has bug problems because of the trees here. This is stuff that you need to know so that you know how to hedge against it. Uh, so that you can, you know, protect your space, protect your peace, or just kind of prepare. California is a very dry heat. A lot of people can't take it. I lived in California, born and raised. I loved it. When I moved to Georgia, it was the first time I'd ever experienced allergies in my life. If you are a family, you have a kid that's highly allergic to everything, taking them to a place where there's pollen on the cars when you get out the house and there's high, you know, high uh, allerg allergens in the air, that might not be the place you want to take your child. Um, if you're taking your kid to uh, inner city, do you really want to raise your eight or nine year old um, in downtown, you know, downtown, I don't know, New York? Like, do you really want your child to experience the fast pace of that life? Or do you want them to have a certain level of suburban life and, and guardrails around their life? These are just things that I think are important to consider. Um, and I know they might seem small, but you'd be surprised how something that seems very small can be really, really um, an annoyance. If it's an abundance or an annoyance, if you find that your children are not happy about their transition and their move. I remember as a kid, uh, we always got excited when it's time to move because that meant, oh, my gosh, we get a new place. I wonder what this new place is going to look like. I wonder what my room's going to look like. And, but there was a downside to it. You start to become a bit of a chameleon because you have to go to a new school. So you learn how to make friends very quickly. Or if you're not an extrovert, you you turn into in, inward into yourself. So I was an extrovert growing up, so I always made friends very quickly. I always had, you know, healthy, for the most part, um, school situations. There were some times where I was like, I don't like this. But I had some siblings who were very much introverts. So whenever we transitioned, it was just a hard pivot for them. 
Um, I've been in situations where I transitioned like right at the inopportune time for school. So you get there and then all of a sudden it's like December, everybody's on vacation. So it's just a hard, a hard uh, pivot and a lot of course correcting uh, to think about outside of, oh, I got a good job here. Oh, I can buy a house here. Oh, this seems like a good move. Like, and I know a lot of parents know this, but um, I think sometimes we'll go on vacation in the city and we'll love it and we'll think it's just the best thing in the world. But what I've learned about every city, every city think, uh, has the same vibe. When you visit it, it's always a different energy than when you actually live there. Sometimes it's better, sometimes it's not, but it's always a different energy. So once you commit to that financially and you commit to that and commit your family to it, you have to be willing to see it all the way out. Uh, through to the end. Because, I mean, of course, some people will say, well, if I don't like it, I'll just move. Yeah, that's well and good. But there is an emotional toll every time you transition. I don't care who you are, how ironclad you think you're, you are, but every time you transition to somewhere new, it can take a toll, even by sheer virtue of planning. Y'all, when I say I think I'm pretty solid when it comes to uh, organizing and and uh, managing projects and planning, but this last move, and I think it had to do with the fact that I was on the road doing um, work for like the last two years. So I was mobile and going and going and going. And then the pandemic. And so I had not had a chance to really rest and reset. And hands down, because I had not had a chance to rest and reset, and I didn't even get to fully manage my move because I was still on the road. So like legit, my mom had to come and help do it while I was in a whole nother city, y'all. And I'll talk about that some other time. But like literally, I was not even getting to manage hands-on. It was all remote management. And when I say it just was a lot, it wasn't anything unbearable. It wasn't anything that I couldn't handle. But I remember after everything getting done and still to this day, there's a couple things that still need to be done. But I, I am the person that usually when I move within the first two, three weeks, everything is up. Boxes are done. Da, 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 like everything is up. Um, but it's been a while. It's been a while. And to this day, I still have parts of my living space that I need to complete, like things I need to decorate or things I need to establish. And it's just been, it's been different. It's been different than anything I've ever seen, but I'm giving myself grace to take my time with it. Um, and I'm giving myself grace to really um, pace out and see what it all is supposed to look like. But um, I say that to say, I think really considering what it all takes to transition, I think is important. It's not just about pick up and go. It's not just about, ooh, I like that city. It's not just about, um, you know, I think my kids will X, Y, and Z. It's really about community. It's about adding value to the space that you're going in. It's about making sure that you count the physical cost. It's also about making sure that you look at the full landscape of the place that you're going to. If your best case scenario works out, if your worst case scenario happens, will you still stay in the same place? Um, the, all those things matter. I had a friend that when I was living in Dallas, um, had moved to Dallas with a boyfriend. Now, no judgment to each his own. I would never move to a city of uh, someone I was in a relationship with unless we were engaged. That's just where I am with it. I don't I don't believe in moving for relationships that have no permanence. So unless I was engaged, I wouldn't have done it. But that was my friend's choice. And she talked about it on her podcast. So that's why I'm sharing it openly. But um, that was her choice. But maybe like, I think six, seven months later, they ended up breaking up and she was stuck in that city. And then she ended up moving back to the West Coast to her home. But it was just, you know, it was a lot. It was a toll because you pick up your whole life and you're ready to go. And then all of a sudden it changes. So making decisions uh, based on really what is overall best for your trajectory and not just 
uh, momentary feels, I think, are important. I hope this information helps. Just a couple of things I think uh, might uh, matter. And I know some people will probably hear some of these and be like, well, done, Nikki. But <laughs> um, I'm ever mindful that my demographic, oddly enough, is getting younger and younger. And a lot of people are fresh out of college and don't know. A lot of people um, are uh, in their 20s and are like, you know, I, I like the way something feels and are not really fleshing out the the conversation and the thought completely. So this this podcast, if nothing else, is to help you flesh out the thought fully. Um, going to a new place can be a beautiful thing. I love traveling personally. I love being uh, in a new space. I do, like I said, the top of the show, feel like I'm going to be establishing roots soon. And I'm excited about that part of life too. So as to where I love traveling, my traveling will heavily be uh, based upon, <coughs> excuse me, marketplace ministry or itinerant uh, preaching. But um, as far as just like uh, traveling, I love it. But I also am at a place and I feel in my core that it's it's about to be a settling and establishing of roots. So I'm just leaning into what I believe God is, is leaning me into. Um, and it's a beautiful thing. So just wherever you are in life, fully embracing it and then got, asking God to really show you uh, what that looks like. And if you are not a believer, wherever you are in life, really counting all of the cost and as much as you can, making sure that you plan for what's coming and plan for um, best and worst case scenario, knowing that um, you will more than likely will experience a little bit of both. And it's not pessimism. If you know me, you know I'm extremely optimistic. Um, so it's not me being pessimistic. It really is um, knowing the reality of life is you will move and there'll be an unforeseen expense or you will move and there will be um, moments where you're trying to get your bearings because you're in a new city. And uh, you know two or three people, but it's just not your jam yet. Or you will move and you will, you know, meet the love of your life. Or you will move and your church home will be amazing straight off the bat. Or you'll move and you'll love your job. You know, these are just all things to to consider so that you can make healthy planning choices. So hope that helps. This episode was a lot longer than I intended to be. But my desire is that it'll get the conversation going. If you have questions about... Any of that stuff. I know I, I was going to talk about international moving, um, but I, I uh, didn't have time. <laughs> and um, I think a lot of the principles are still the same. Um, I lived overseas for a couple of years and it was a beautiful experience. A hands down um, was I attribute to one of the things that caused me to it really molded and shaped who I was as a young person. And so I wouldn't trade my journey. I was so glad I got the chance to do it. Um, but a lot of the same principles apply, but almost uh, even more so because the stakes are higher because you're going out the country. So hope this stuff helped. If uh, you have any questions, again, you know where I am, Nick, N-I-K-K, last name Washington, at wherever you logged on. And until we meet again, I will see you on the next episode of Let Me Find Out. <laughs>